Welcome back to The Betrayed. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. I really appreciate y'all, and I really love seeing all the feedback, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us reviews on there, we'll be sure to talk about them on our next recorded podcast. Also, if you guys have a betrayal story and you want to come on and talk about it, you can message us on our Facebook, The Betrayed, or Instagram, at The Betrayed, or our personal Facebook or Instagram if you know where to find us, and we will hear out your story and schedule a time for you to come on. Yeah, please reach out. And I do really enjoy seeing all the regular names on the YouTube comments and stuff like that. Thank you guys again. How are you, Drew? I'm doing all right. I got no real complaints. How are you doing? Good. I would like to just dive into this podcast. As the title can see, you guys can see that we're going to talk about The Rape of Two Quarries, the documentary that just came out. I got a ticket. I was going to go watch it. And then obviously there was issues like hacking issues. A lot of us got the 403 error code. So I wasn't able to watch it until the next day. And I found it on YouTube. Uh, Someone was live streaming it. It was pretty choppy, but uh, you're able to follow along and listen to it well without like the full visual. So it was, it, it was still the same. And uh, all I got to say is I believe Corey and I don't really like a lot of the comments that I've been seeing like um oh you know I thought it was going to be other names or bigger names or whatever because it all matters at the end of the day I think what Corey did was you know if you just if you watch it with an open mind take away everything that you know about Corey Corey Feldman and take away everything that you all the opinions or rumors that you've heard or have and Watch it knowing that there's so many victims that have a hard time coming out and that this alone, despite who it's about, will help so many come forward. Not even about the people that are in it. Of course, I'm sure if there's victims, they will, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about in general, maybe your sister was, you know, raped or molested, like maybe her watching this will give her courage to come forward and that could happen with anybody. So I would just like to thank Corey Feldman for even putting this together and taking the time, him and his team and everyone who was involved, putting the money and time to this because uh, it's going to make an impact. It already has the first like day. So I just hope that people really, you know, come forward. I think the issue is, is not enough people are coming forward, which gives the predators more power. Well, I and mean, that was the big plea at the end, the very end of it. He was asking if there are more of you out there, please finally come forward. Because they, because right. the, the end part was him showing the footage of him going to what is that SOG, the like Star Association group or something like that. And mm-hmm. they're, they're not being enough evidence. The whole, I, I'll be honest, when, when the initial premiere happened, I really thought this thing was a giant scam. And I was really going into this, watching the, the stream that is available now online, really thinking it was going to be a scam. And I went about halfway through, I was like, this guy's telling the truth. He's, he's crazy, but if he really went through all of this, especially in the 80s, I could totally see why it would take so long for someone to come out for all these things and being males. Like, 
and be some of it being a lot of it being consensual, even though it was molestation and stuff like that. I, there's a lot of layers that make me understand it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I think the, uh, I don't know, you could just tell he's not lying. Yeah, he's crazy, but he's been molested for what decades or was that essentially the entire thing. I mean, people were angry about the names, but I like these are big names. He he accuses John Grissom which is not a huge, huge actor. Dominic Vercera, who was in a bunch of those movies that the Corys were in. Uh, mm-hmm. Marty Wise was big at one point. Charlie Sheen is still huge. And then the the Hoffman, uh, the father and son, Alfie Hoffman that threw those parties. And then Bobby Hoffman, who was, he was like a considered a veteran casting uh, guy. Like, those, those are huge names. Yeah, they might not be as relevant in 2020, but... I mean, then who else is getting away with this stuff now? Exactly. And also Dominic, he was Corey Feldman's roommate, right? For some time. And the other Corey, Corey Haim, he had to tell him, like, you're my you're my best friend and you're friends with the man that raped me. And he's your roommate. You know, I can't be your friend anymore. Come around. And then Corey had to get rid of him. ASAP because he just couldn't have that around. I thought that was odd, honestly. Well, and didn't they didn't they explain was that the same relationship where uh Hames would go back and forth with like being friends and like kind of side dating him? Was it that same relationship? Because I got I got there were so many overlapping ones. I was just like trying to take notes. But all of them, regardless, they were all underage. Like yeah. it was it was rape. What whether yeah. it was consensual or not, these were adult men raping teenagers teenage boys what really resonated with me is the story when Corey said that charlie charlie sheen had taken Corey haim in between two trailers on a set and put crisco oil on his butt and had had sex with him and i like he was 13 and charlie sheen was 19 at the time and like nobody was around Nobody was around and like happened to like walk by or see it or check on the kid. Either and that's that or, something... every, or everyone was okay with it. Or that. But something also that I heard in the documentary is they were saying how um, they had so much money. How come they couldn't fund for someone to be checking on the kids? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that, oh, yeah. They odd. said like $170 million uh, uh, budget for a movie and they can't afford someone to watch the kids. It seems pretty crazy when you really put it into that perspective. I forgot about that part. That was really good. Right. Yeah, it was just, it's, it just seems like a huge mess. And I feel like there's just so many more people who know who could come forward and have Corey's back. Not, not even just as a victim, but as someone who has probably seen it or has heard stories from someone close to them or something like it's Hollywood. Everyone knows who's who I feel like, you know what I mean? But not enough people are coming forward and talking about it. So you, I know you watch it because we were going back and forth with it with during the premiere videos that were coming up with the people that were actually there. And there was that part to me when I watched it seemed very staged and they were claiming the wolf pack was hacking them. Trolls, online trolls. Do you think that for sure? We all all deal with them. (laughs) Yeah, I I think what it really was is I think they- A group of angry people. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, Sorry. I was going to say, I, what I think really happened is they were underprepared for how many people actually wanted to watch this. And I really think the server just crashed. I really think right. that's really, I don't think it was malicious. Mm, you're talking about the hacking situation or like the wolf 
pack because isn't that two separate things? Well, they were they were claiming in that video that the wolf pack was doing it. If you go back and watch it, they bring up the wolf pack during. And that... they're the ones that hacked. Yeah, of supposedly. The supposedly, I mean, that's who they were. Who Corey and the I think it was two other people that were on stage, and they were playing that. They were playing uh, audio of like a phone call, and it was people talking. They're like, "We're live watching it hacking. Mm. It's the wolf pack." That's crazy. I didn't hear. I tried to dig more into that, but I couldn't really get anything else. If anyone knows anything more about that, please like share links because I would love to see them because I found that interesting. Because the wolf pack is supposedly ran by Judy Haim, Corey Haim's mother. That's what they were claiming in that, and I I kind of brushed that off really hard right when they said that, and then you see, start seeing the screenshots and things like that. Granted, those could have been faked, but they. So- so speaking of Judy Haim, Judy Haim, she has claimed that Charlie Sheen is not involved, right? He has nothing to do. He shouldn't be in the same category as the other men, right? And she, it's because she didn't get told by Corey Haim, allegedly, that he was being raped uh, or he was raped by Charlie. So something that Charlie came out with with a statement, because this has been talked about, I mean, like two years ago. Judy Ham came out with a statement and she was just, she had Charlie's back, essentially. Well, Charlie came out with like a tweet saying, uh, if you don't believe me, just ask Judy Ham. And isn't that kind of suspect? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't believe me, go ask Judy Ham, the one that has his back. To me, that sounds like a paid off situation. If it, you know, and like, it just seems so paid off. I never thought of it like that. It, it's really weird to me. I, I'm... That totally could have happened. This thing's so messy and so it. The other thing that harms everything is just how long ago everything happened, and mm-hmm. it's just like, who knows how many of these people would even want to come forward at this point and bring that hectic, that chaos to their life instantly after living through all that too. Because I mean, they could be on their feet finally, finally kind of like healed in some way. Relating with what I just said about Judy Haim and having his back, there's a comment from a supporter I would like to read. And it says in the 80s or back then in like the 80s, there's a thing where, you know, right, Illuminati type stuff, right? Some people believe it. Some people don't. Um, But they were relating it and they were saying, you know, in the 80s, like parents and celebrities, stuff like that. Like if you wanted to be famous, you had to sacrifice a child and it didn't have to be like in murder. It could be sexually. And I just like to talk about that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Have you heard rumors and kept I mean, up with I, I mean, I've heard, those, I've heard all those rumors and the stuff mm-hmm. about. It's a deep subject that like I don't a... want to like divide people on, but I think <laughs> yeah. there's. A I big... had to ask because like that comment has resonated with me, and I just don't know what, like I don't know. For a long time, I was a real believer in like world conspiracy Illuminati stuff, and that stopped. Then the Epstein stuff started, and. I don't know if it's some giant cult like everybody thinks, but there's definitely something going on. Like, they're referencing something. I mean, that's maybe nobody knows what else to call it. The term Illuminati has been totally, like, hijacked from its original term anyway, so it means nothing but negative things. I, it could be. (laughs) What do you think? I honestly, I don't know what to think. It was such a crazy thing to see, to even, like, to be able to process that. You know, and like if it was to be confirmed. Well, I mean, doesn't it? I mean, with the things that 
you've dealt with and I've edited those chat logs and knowing all the busts that go around with human trafficking in the places, I mean, it doesn't seem that far-fetched to the, like, some type of ring of people would be out there trying to suppress it. Because it seems like it's, like, really a real taboo fetish that seems to have been around for a long time. Because, I mean, you can go back to, like, Greek and Egyptian type stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they show that. They show, basically, molestation in depictions. Mm-hmm. So, it could be. <laughs> It's crazy to say that, and I hate like saying that out publicly. That it, but maybe that is what the Illuminati is. Maybe it's just a child ra- raping ring. It could be so many things. Like who knows? I guess we'll find out one day. Maybe. But they did. Um... Oh, I was going to bring up two other things in the documentary. Though they brought up two convicted Hollywood elites. Now I don't really. The two listed or the three listed, honestly, I don't know them very well, but I know that enough that when you do a Google search on them, they come up a lot. I'm not a huge movie person, but they they named Gary uh, Gattard. Is that how you say his name? And he was a Hollywood producer and he was accused of sexual misconduct with a with minors by eight former child actors in 2017. The article from the Los Angeles Times reads the young male actors in his routine in Santa Barbara, which is the county I live in, in the 70s, Gary Goddard was an ex- exalted figure, a successful former theater prodigy. Goddard returned through his 20s to redirect and mentor child actors in his hometown, vowing to bring the most talented to him to Hollywood. He attracted a constant orbit of devoted boys, others referred to as the Gollardites. But in seemingly idyllic settings, and the privilege promise had a dark edge for several members of the theater group. Four decades later, many of them say that they have been haunted by the encounters with Goddard. Since actor Elizabeth Warren wrote an online essay last month that Goddard sexually abused him in a uh, pubescent actor in Santa Barbara, seven others from the theater group told the Los Angeles Times that their former mentor was molested or attempted to molest them as boys. And it just goes on to just more explanation so... of that. He's a serial rapist then. Yeah, and this has been going on since the 70s. And then there was one more. There was uh, the Disney actor, Stoney Westmoreland. And he was tried and convicted, um, basically another decoy. He was trying to pick up a 13-year-old. And then he also supposedly, because that's the other kid they interview, uh, Ricky Garcia, Yes, and like like they were he saying that a, it happened in Catalina Island, where there was he was like, in the documentary as well, Ricky Garcia. Yeah, and uh, they talked about like no adult parties out on Catalina Island, which is islands just off the. So I mean, if you watched uh, uh, Step Brothers, they they go to Catalina Island, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty isolated place for rich people. Um, and then the other one was Stephen Wilder Striegel, and he was convicted of uh, in a Connecticut court. In 2010, of risky, of risk of injury to a minor and enticing a minor by computer. Right, that's messed up. So that's something that I've said for so long: is that coaches, actors, publicists, teachers, doctors, these people are finding these jobs that put them in positions to be around children more or teenagers more than adults, and they're the ones that are mostly in this documentary that are the rapists so that like that it just you know it's not like we grew up learning about stranger danger right it's not strangers though it's not always strangers honestly the percentage of strangers is a lot smaller 
then the percentage of family and friends and people you work with and they're close to or family is close to. So that's what the scary thing is. We've been brought up to be afraid of strangers when it's the people that are right next to us most of the time. And so something that parents should take from this also is with your kid, like pay attention to who wants to spend time with your kid and why and how long and it's like the reasoning behind it because obviously like a dad and a grandpa they want to fucking do excuse my language but i get like really passionate about this but they want to like do a thing where they want to hang out with their grandchildren okay normal all right an uncle that hasn't been around in years shows up and is in a gorilla suit at a wedding and wants all the kids to sit on his lap okay that is wrong and i know i'm a man in my hometown who did that and got caught years later for being a child rapist. So things like that do happen and you just need to pay attention to who comes around randomly and at what times and like who they're hanging around most or oddly touching, you know, playing with hair, touching the shoulder, the leg. Like it's very inappropriate gestures to where they're inching closer and closer to make it seem like it's appropriate and normal and just like what Corey had said when he was younger he had been told men and boys have sex in hollywood it's normal no it's not don't let your child get taught that they even in court i believe it was Corey that says it towards the end he talks about uh people being angry that it's not bigger names but he's like those are the people are are like the managers those type of people the ones that are close but behind scenes at the same time are the ones that are doing these type of things Mm -hmm. and And it's just people of importance that have a lot of money that are not the face that hang around the celebrities and are not really known but there's also well-known people that just have a lot of money and feel invincible and are predators as well and then you've got the scum of the earth you know you've got poor predators you have tweaker predators you have every kind of predator you can think of you just need to pay attention to the signs of who is a predator agreed i um, couldn't have said it any better yeah so john grissom dominic brescia marty weiss is who i wanted to talk about also he's on twitter causing a lot of havoc and he doesn't have very many followers but a lot of people are going to his twitter because of this documentary and just to see you know who's doing what these days right i did and yeah he he's upset obviously he's saying things are not true he's making a lot of tweets and he's ready to argue well marty he's been in trouble for this in the past right and he got caught he's registered and he's claiming that Corey, um, only that him and Corey were really good friends, and he is only doing this and using his name as a cash cow, is what he said, because Corey has known about him and has known about Dominic, and has known about you know a few other situations. I guess Marty said that he won't tell, and. After Corey Haim died and Corey Feldman lost Corey Haim, which Marty thinks that Corey Haim was Corey Feldman's cash cow at the time until he died. Now he's moving on to exposing people. In my opinion, Marty, if you <laughs> happen to come across this, because I know you are very nosy to things on YouTube. I see all your 
fake videos under fake names. Um, I think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but I love when G gets real. So, And I think that you need to stop. You are a convicted, registered sex offender. And even though you didn't get caught for what you've done with Corey Haim or Corey Feldman or, you know, the, whatever the allegations are, you were caught with another 14-year-old and whoever else. So, therefore, you are a convicted, registered sex offender, and he's coming out with a book. How you can, like, offend or be an offender without offending, right? We've heard this before. Okay. Yeah. And like his story, right? And his side of things or whatever. I'm not going to read it, Marty. I hope nobody buys your book. You are a registered sex offender. Like, period. People just need to hear that and be like, okay, period. That's it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no questions. You are a registered sex offender. I'm going to pirate I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to believe you. So, therefore, please just stop. And if you guys want to go... Type in Marty Weiss on Twitter and go see for yourself his just nonsense. Um, that's all I wanted to say about him. I just don't really like him. He's. <laughs> I just don't get how you can be a convicted registered sex offender and feel like you have a voice and a platform and you can speak to people. It's like, no, no, you can't. I don't think so. Not when you hurt um, a little boy. No. No, yeah, I, I didn't want to realize hear. he was jumping in like that. <clears throat> I didn't look that much into him. I knew he was one of the bigger names. Um, I mean, Char- yeah, go, Charlie go Sheen's like- doing something similar. He's not writing a book, but he's saying that uh, he's just using his name for for money and to get attention. I haven't seen a statement from Charlie. Did you? Yeah, I read two articles. I'll send them to you later. We can link them. Like in, in the description. like old articles or most recent since they, the doc. They seem like recent from like within the last fifteen hours. Okay, because I haven't seen most recent. I was looking for recent from any of these guys, except for the dead one, obviously. And I didn't see anything except Marty Weiss going ham on Twitter. But Charlie Sheen, um, I don't know. Like, that story is so detailed for it to be fake. And Charlie, he's just like, imagine at his age, right? And all the ex- all the success he had at that time, even now. But at that time, he was... Huge. You know, he was at the top. Like he was felt probably the most powerful, invincible man in Hollywood. Like he felt so good. Like cars, women, drugs, parties, movies, just shows, uh, interviews. He was at the like, just I don't know. You know, when you first start coming up and you just feel at the top of your game, and you know, things start going down a little bit, right? You start getting a little less work, a little less money. Like he, I'm talking about that kind of top. So I just feel like he it's totally possible. Like I just am never going to not believe someone's story. Well, I mean, and look at Charlie's record. I mean, he's known to be right. paying off people, being... paying off people, the domestic violence, all sorts of stuff. So it's totally possible. And I'm just, I'm never going to not believe a victim. My sister is a survivor and like, this is really personal, but my dad didn't believe my sister. He still doesn't, you know? So not believing someone no matter who it is even if it wasn't my sister not believing someone is so traumatic all on its own and can hurt someone in so many more ways than even the rape or molestation like just not being believed or heard and feeling like you have nobody you know just like the counselor in the documentary said 
it makes you want to do drugs, have bad relationships. You're just toxic. You're a toxic human being when you don't know how to cope with something and nobody's hearing you. So I just, I believe the stories, you know, until someone, you know, shows proof otherwise. And people, someone came to me and said, have you seen evidence? And I replied with, I can redo the reply. Someone said, someone says there's two sides to every story. Just saying I've heard, but not, but haven't seen facts about it. I know I'll receive heat about it, but have you heard about the black hole is what someone has said. And I put, my dad told my sister, since he didn't see anything, it didn't happen. He still believes and protects my stepbrother who raped my sister for years. He can either, or we can either not believe victims and survivors and not trust their word, which gives predators more power or <clears throat> take what the victims and survivors are saying and investigate it and build a case, not just swipe it under the rug. Because a picture or video wasn't taken or a rape kit wasn't used right away, I it, it doesn't defeat the per, like the fact of what happened. Yep. I, I seen what he was saying, but as a sibling to a survivor who has not been believed, I trust people who say they were hurt. And if they are lying, that's something that should be just as punishable. Agreed. Agreed. I, and I think people do lie, and that's really, really messed up. I'll that's hold a whole back, other discussion. I'll hold back my bad language on that one, but it is really messed up. And I do believe that if you're a liar when it comes to being raped or molested, you should be punished the same as if you as if the predator would be. I mean, if those people do that, they're basically spitting in the vic actual victims' faces. That's all you're doing. Yeah, there's so many people that don't get believed or listened to or their predators get put behind uh bars and someone doing that ruins that for someone for another survivor or victim you know absolutely it's, it's very sad and i i honestly went into this not believing Corey. i 100 percent honestly thought it was a scam he scammed people that night i was like he he just made hundreds of thousands if not millions but i uh cory i mean i know you're not going to listen to this but i i believe you so I think I want to end it here. If you have any thoughts or opinions or comments, let us know in the comments below and we'll for sure read them. And maybe we'll have a part two where we talk about, you know, the aftermath and what may come of, of this documentary. We only time will tell and we will have to see for ourselves. And I hope that if there are other victims and survivors of the men that were listed, I hope they come forward. I guess we will have to just wait and see what happens. Yep. We'll definitely cover it again. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of aftermath. For sure. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats. Much love.